0: Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Kodo's Cinema. I'm your host Mark Kodo and before I go into my list today, I just want to let you know that I had a uh, schedule change in one of my uh, class schedules or cur- or extracurriculum activity schedules so I had to push, m- push my uh, podcast to a different time so I am doing my podcast for Kodo's uh, Cinema on Thursdays for this semester now although it will still be in the same time slot. So anyway, today I'm going to rank all 12 Star Wars movies by least favorite to the best. Now, you guys are probably wondering, this, this deals with all 9 Star Wars movies from the Skywalker Saga, including the 3 spin-off movies. And for those of you wondering if I saw the 2008 Star Wars The Clone Wars movie, yes. Yes, I have. So you'll probably hear this on, on the list. Now, I am only including theoretical movies on this list, so don't expect to hear any TV shows on this list. Like the 2D animated Star Wars The Clone Wars by Genndy Tarakowski, the 2008 CGI Star Wars The Clone Wars TV show, Star Wars Rebels, and The Mandalorian. Despite the shows being being awesome, I am also excluding made-for-TV movies, so no Star Wars Ewok adventures here or or the Star Wars Holiday Special. And for starters, this ranking ranking is based off of my opinion and for the record, hey, and for the record, I love Star Wars. Star Wars is probably one of the greatest movie franchises of all time. From the story to the characters, musical score by John Williams, special effects, among many great elements that are set in a galaxy far, far away. So, anyway, have a seat, grab your popcorn, ignite your lightsaber because we are about to go into hyperdrive to a galaxy far, far away. Alright, here we go. And oh, just uh, just also be clear. And this is a big one, guys. Spoilers ahead. All right, here we go. Number twelve, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the two thousand eight movie version. Yep, yep. This is probably uh, the lowest on. This is probably the lowest on my list. But anyway, kicking off the list is probably the only uh, Star Wars movie to be animated. Even though, yeah, technically it might be the only one that is animated. <laughs> But anyway, uh, now the reason why Star Wars Clone Wars is, is low on my list is the fact that uh, first time being released, it wasn't really that good. I mean, although I do love the characters, and it, did, it, and it does set between episodes 2 and 3 of the prequel trilogy, which is actually pretty good, although uh, one... Well, many many people see this movie is because of the how of how the story is being told, including the writing itself. Although I thought some of the writing moments in Star Wars or Clone Wars is good, I do love the characters though, and I thought the animation was okay. But at the time of its release, the animation wasn't really that good. But because it's it's just a CGI animated movie, and yeah, it makes sense because some animated movies tend to be hit or miss depending on like the animation itself. Although some most of the animation is good nowadays, but 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 anyway but anyway it wasn't all bad but still ends up on my list to being low but at least we got a good TV show at least we got a good Star Wars the Clone Wars TV show I do like I said I mean I thought the story was okay I mean it wasn't the best I mean the lightsaber battles were actually okay I mean I mean it was less than what we got and some of the action sequences were pretty good we got to see the clone the clone troopers we got to see Obi Wan Kenobi Anakin Skywalker. Including some, new additional cha- including some new additional characters, particularly Ahsoka Tano, to which uh, she also serves in the Clone Wars TV series, including the Star Wars Rebels, sh- Rebels show. So anyway, yeah, kind of a yeah, kind of a misfire, but at least we got a good show. Anyway, moving on. Number eleven, Star Wars Episode Eight, the last, the Last Jedi. Ooh, I'm probably gonna not many, make many friends with this next choice. All right, guys. Hear me out, I don't have anything against the Star Wars sequel trilogy. I never did. I literally love all Star Wars, but unlike many Star Wars films, they have a few duds, okay? And this is probably this one is probably my least favorite Star Wars movie, so anyway, let's check it out. So anyway, uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi sets, uh, takes place after the events of The Force Awakens. Now, uh, what I actually lo- now like, listen, listen, guys. I really love Star Wars: The Last Jedi. It's actually a pretty good movie. Although I can understand why people dislike this movie. Now, here's the thing: it, it all has to deal with the writing itself. The writing was on the wall. Although some of the writing was actually pretty good, but like the writing itself was actually uh, not that good. I'll admit, I did get a chuckle out of uh, out of. Uh, Uh, the scene of Kylo Ren, uh, Kylo Ren and his built body. Hey, hey, some villains gotta have a good, have a built body to, I mean, just saying, but, yeah, I kinda did get a chuckle out of that, including the Porgs as well. I, I actually thought the Porgs were pretty, pretty cute, and some moments out of Luke Skywalker were pretty good, but aside from that, the, the writing for Luke's character was a little bit out of character. But at the same time, but at the same time, but at the same time, still a good movie. But I can understand why a lot of people dislike this movie. But the biggest offender was basically the Cantobite sequence, which was basically a useless plot point to what the film is trying to do. Basically, most of the film, a lot of this film, kind of sets around that Cantalbite, ca- that Casino Planet, which kind of drags the film down. But if they want to make but if I were to go back and back in time to fix it why not have Lando in that scene Lando Calrissian. he would have actually been a pretty good codebreaker because uh part of this movie had to deal with the code part of it was the fact that the rebels were being tracked by the by the first order and this what actually would have been good is that Lando Calrissian would have been a, been a pretty good code breaker. although sadly though we didn't get a codebreaker. but at least i thought benicio del toro's character as dj was actually okay but but still uh, the writing was all over the place although some of the a- although the action sequences are good too the story was all right it's just the writing it's just the writing that literally drags it down although although the, the some of the twists were good not to mention the snook snook's death was actually a big, surprising one, which leads into Episode Nine, which is actually pretty good. Which is actually pretty surprising too, especially the final battle sequence between Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren. I thought that was actually pretty powerful and entertaining. Gives it, gives in a good twist. Not to mention, Ryan Johnson actually wrote and directed Star Wars Episode Eight, long before uh, Nine's out, which he also wrote and directed. So technically, I mean, it still serves as a good standalone Star Wars movie, but still. It, it, the writing itself was basically the problem of this movie, and that's why a lot of people disliked it. That's why it's kind of ranked lower on my list. But I'm sorry if I, I'm sorry for putting this on putting this on the lower part of my list, man. But I have to anyway. But not to mention the writing itself in this movie kind of makes the prequel trilogies a little better. Just my opinion. But speaking of which, moving on. Number ten, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Speaking of prequels, prequel writing in the prequels yep the writing the writing and the prequel trilogy wasn't always that good but but it did get better D- it did get better in recent years i mean some of it actually sounds better in recent years so yes star wars episode one the phantom menace is probably the lowest of the star wars movies on this li- movies of all time but but not on this list is actually Star Wars Episode One is actually entertaining at best. I mean, true. Si- waiting sixteen years after the after the original came out in nineteen seventy seven is a long time. But you have to admit, I mean, it's it's still a good movie. Yes, the writing was bad. Some of the some of the characters were kind of annoying, particular Jar Jar Binks. Sorry, Jar Jar. I mean, I know, I know, I know you're I know you're a funny guy, but kind of annoying. But you're kind of annoying. I'm very sorry, man. No offense, I'm very sorry, but anyway, but anyway, the story. I mean, the story itself is not that bad. Writing was on the wall for that, but but actually, we did get a couple of good action sequences, like the pod like the pod race sequence, and of course, of course, the final battle itself, Darth Maul going up against Obi Wan Kenobi and Qui Gon Jinn. That is definitely the highlight of that of Episode One. Probably the greatest Star Wars moment. And lightsaber battle of all time, literally a great moment. And while, and while we did get to see Darth Maul more in uh, Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the, the Phantom Men Star Wars: The Phantom Menace still considers the, a low point of the Star Wars franchise. But it still serves as an as a somewhat entertaining movie. But still a, a little, but still in the category category of so bad it's good, kind of like Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Alright, moving on. Number nine, Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Now, um, Attack of the Clones is considered to be somewhat of an improvement over Episode 1, but uh, some people also consider it to be the worst installment of the, of the Star Wars series. I mean, now it's not that, not that I'm saying it's bad, but yes. I, the only thing that kind of did drag down uh, Star Wars Episode 2, Attack, Attack of the Clones, was probably the sand. The sand quote. Yes, that sand quote alone was probably the worst the worst, uh, the worst uh, part of it part of it. Yes, I get it. That was a trigger. A trigger among fans. But uh, aside from that, there were actually it was a, there were actually we actually had a pretty decent story. I mean, a little bit improved. I mean, I mean, we got to see more of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hey, Ewan McGregor's performance as Obi-Wan Kenobi is still good. I'll admit, is still good. And yes, the, the romantic chemistry between uh, Anakin Skywalker and uh, Padme Amidala, yeah, I know, that was a little bit of a low point, but although some moments between the two were actually pretty good. I mean, we did get to see uh, see a couple of new villains, particularly Count Dooku, played by Christopher Lee, including uh, including Jango Fett, played by Tamara Toma- Morrison, to which his character was a bounty hunter wearing Mandalor- wearing Mandalorian outfit. Hey! Or armor, I mean, sorry. Hey, hey, at least we get to see a Mandalorian in this one in this one. Looks like we got some Mandalorian vibes coming out. But anyway, yes, the story itself is okay. I mean like not I mean a little improved, but still still kinda bad in terms of writing. But but I actually like but the movie itself is actually pretty good. Plus we also got a huge lightsaber battle from all the Jedi Knights on the planet Geonosis during the battle, to which was probably the only star wars movie we get to see all the jedi knights come together to battle the droid army probably one of the greatest star wars prequel moments of all time literally literally the greatest moment in that movie so especially the battle between especially uh the battle between between uh, obi-wan kenobi Anakin skywalker and uh and Count Dooku, especially Yoda. Yoda's moment was also the best part in this movie as well, fighting off against Count Dooku. So, yep, even though even though even though it's kind of bad, but hey, still it still serves as a pretty good movie. All right, moving forward, number eight, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Now, uh, for those of you who didn't hear my last podcast, I did put Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker on number ten of my list of my top ten favorite movies of 2019. So. You could probably go check that out as well. Anyway, now Star Wars, Star Wars Episode Nine was actually kind of an improvement over Star Wars Episode Eight, but still, it kind of did lag down a little bit. Although I thought the movie itself was actually pretty good, but like, but the problem with this movie was basically the pace, the pacing, story. Literally, the pacing was so quick in the first act, like you don't even know what's going on, what's going on, and some of the some of the fan theories and were actually. Fan theories were clean, cleaned up a little bit, but still, it's just a fact of the aftermath of the Last Jedi was probably the one that kind of derailed a little bit of Episode Nine. Although the although Episode Nine Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker is good, we finally get to see Rey become become a Jedi Knight. We get to see Kylo Ren's uh, Kylo Ren's story arc being redeemed. I thought Kylo Ren's redemption at the end of the movie was actually pretty good. From being an emo villain to an actually pretty good good guy, which is actually pretty good, which I thought was pretty good. Say what you will about that about that love sequence at the end of the movie, but like I said, the redemption for Kylo, Kylo Ren was actually probably one of the few moments that was actually pretty good. Pretty good. I do like like the action sequences good though. The Emperor's t- return actually surprised me a lot. Like I wasn't expecting the Emperor to return. Played by Ian McDiarmid, who actually nails the role of the Emperor. Believe me, he did a pretty good job playing the Emperor. But still, like I said, the story itself was okay. I mean, not the. I mean, it, it was a little bit rushed. But we, but we did get to see Lando Calrissian return in this movie. Anyway, oh, I almost forgot to mention. I did mention this before on the other list. This. Carrie Fisher's performance as Princess Leia will be her her last as uh, footage from The Force Awakens was used in this movie. So anyway, rest in peace uh, Carrie Fisher. May the Force be with you. Alright, okay. Moving on. Number 7, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Probably, probably uh, one of the another spinoff on this list is the Han Solo movie that I'm pretty sure no one kind of asked for, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people did ask for Han Solo to Han Solo to have his own solo movie. <laughs> uh, probably the Star Wars pun right there. <clears throat> anyway, um, so anyway, uh, this Solo Star Wars story sets sets the the origin story of Han Solo, and yes this film wasn't wasn't that good in terms of box office performance and with some critics although although it was a fun and entertaining ride and it did did leave for o- more open door opportunities because this movie itself is actually a space Western movie this is like probably one of the few space western movies we get we get to see in a Star Wars movie which is actually pretty good although I think the few highlights of this movie was actually, uh, Lando Calrissian, played by Donald Glover, which is probably one of the few highlights of of the of the solo Star Wars movie, which I think was actually pretty good. We get to see Lando Calrissian and Han Solo meet for the very first time. Yes, I understand we we all know who Han Solo is, but but it's actually the behind the scenes moments. But here's the thing: uh, this film was originally going to be directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller but uh, they were fired due to creative differences and they were replaced by Ron Howard who, who, who declined to direct The Phantom Minutes which is actually surprising. Now, to be fair though, I, I think Ron Howard did a very good job putting together a solo Star Wars story but as interesting as Phil Lord and Christopher Miller's version would have been, this, uh, this film still serves as a somewhat of uh, not so good but actually entertaining Star Wars spinoff movie. And this wouldn't have been the last time a family member of Ron Howard has uh, stepped in to, fi- to direct a Star- to, to direct something for Star Wars. Her, his, no, not her, uh, his daughter, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, actually directed episode four of The Mandalorian called Sanctuary. And it did have somewhat of a Jurassic Park vibe to it, particularly during the AT-ST attack sequence. So, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So yeah, better hold on to your butts, people. <laughs> That's probably my only Jurassic Park joke I had in the, in episode four of the Mandalorian. pro okay, maybe that came out a little wrong, but but still, that was actually a, a, a pretty good that was actually pretty good episode, I'll admit. But hey, pretty good. Okay, moving forward, number six, Rogue One: A Star Wars Story. Probably the only Star Wars spinoff that was actually pretty good. Rogue One a Star Wars story was actually one of 2016's uh, greatest movies ever. Now, uh, there were moments I kind of lagged in Rogue One a little bit, but actually but actually the story itself was actually pretty good. Even though the, I kind of I kind of forgot forgot some of the characters, but at least we but at least the moments the moments that kind of got me got got me was the ending sequence. The ending se- the ending sequence where everybody dies in the final battle that was shocking and the icing on the cake was darth vader's battle against the rebels it felt like something out of a horror movie like literally like like first time seeing it i was surprised it's it's, it's like i was screaming like go i was like telling the rebels to go go get out of there get the plans ready i mean I, I, i couldn't handle myself i mean like this is, this is like one of the most coolest sequences out of from, from Darth Vader going up against the Rebels. Even though it may be a little scary, but at least on the bright side, though, at least it sets up Episode 4 of Star Wars, which is actually pretty good. Like I said, Rogue One is probably the only Star Wars spinoff that was actually pretty good. But anyway, outside of that, we're, let's jump into one of the original trilogies, or should I say the last uh, film of the original trilogy, which is number 5. Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi does a give in a good, give in a good stand-off to the original trilogy. Even though this film did have a couple of problems, but it still serves as a nice, uh, nice ending to the to the Star to the original Star Wars trilogy. We get to see Luke Skywalker played by Mark Hamill to become a Jedi Knight. We finally get to we found we also finally get to see a somewhat good battle between Boba Fett, even though technically he dies. Or did he? Or did he? Well, who's to say? But anyway, uh, the story itself was actually pretty good. We get to see. We also get to see the Rebel Alliance going up against the Empire. Uh, Darth Vader turning to the t- turning to the light side at the end of the movie. Thanks to him ki- killing off the Emperor, especially Darth Vader's battle with Luke Skywalker, including the Ewoks, which I thought they were actually pretty cute looked like teddy bears for a little bit but hey there were ewoks so that was actually pretty pretty cute and fun so yeah anyway anyway uh moving on to number to number 4 on this list number 4 Star Wars episode 3 Revenge of the Sith hands down revenge of the Sith is probably the the best Star Wars movie out of the prequel trilogy it's literally a great movie not to mention because of the of the action because of the, how the story itself is good the, appro- the improvement of the, of the writing, even though there was probably some bad writing moments, including the story itself, was good. The action sequences were great, great, but most importantly, the final battle between uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker remains the highlight of Episode 3. It remains the highlight of Episode 3 because it's literally the greatest lightsaber battle between a master and an apprentice. Literally a great moment in that movie. Alright, so anyway, uh, and it also completes Anakin Skywalker's transformation into Darth Vader. Yep. Okay, moving forward. forward. Number 3, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Star Wars Episode 7 is actually a very good Star Wars movie to kick off this, the sequel trilogy, and while it's probably the only film that di- that was actually pretty good, this is this one is actually this, this one is basically more fans more fan service than what we got. But anyway, anyway, set, literally we waited a decade to see what 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 we could get out of Star Wars, and Star Wars: The Force Awakens was literally a fan service to enjoy. We get to see brand new characters. We get to see somewhat of a similar story, even though it's kind of derivative to the original, but it's still a good good story. Still a good story. That literally sets up the the sequel trilogy, literally, literally something that we have been waiting for almost a decade since Episode Three, and that is what that is why Star Wars: The Force Awakens ends up uh, on the top three of this list. Okay, moving forward, number two, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Taking the number two spot is is the first ever Star Wars movie, Star or should I say, Star the original Star Wars or Star Wars: A New Hope. Star Wars: A New Hope is basically basically the first the first ever Star Wars movie to ever come out of cinema, and it still holds up to this day. Literally a great great movie to watch. The story itself is great, and uh, and literally the characters Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, ca- and uh, Princess Princess Leia going up against going going up against the Empire. Liter- literally. Literally a great movie. Literally, a, Star Wars: A New Hope is literally a great movie that literally kick starts, kicks, kicks off the Star Wars franchise and new, new story ideas to bring into the Star Wars franchise. Literally a great movie. Okay, moving forward. Number one, Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Taking the to top spot on this list it is considered to be the greatest movie and Star Wars movie of all time. Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. It's literally a mo- It's literally the best Star Wars movie out there because, because of it, because of his, because of the, because the tone of the movie itself is dark. Not to mention everybody. Not to mention Not to mention the story itself is amazing. Of how, of how, of how Luke Skywalker trains to become to become a Jedi Knight while Han Solo, Princess Leia, Chewbacca, c 3 are going up against the Empire, fighting off against the Empire. Not to mention itself. The the ending was literally. Literally, literally probably one of, the, one, of the, one of the few great endings where even though the hero kind of loses the battle, they still, they still move on until episode six. Not to mention the iconic twist itself, Darth Vader being Luke Skywalker's father, one of the greatest Star Wars moments out there that gives audiences a huge surprise and a twist that, that is to come in this movie. And that is why Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, is number one on this list. Okay, and there you have it, folks. My, uh, my ranking of the Star Wars movies. So, what do you guys think? you think I should have ranked this a little better? And if you guys if you, if you guys have a better ranking, then pretty good. Okay. Alright, so anyway, thank you all for tuning in to Kodo's uh, Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo. Have a good week and I, I, as always have a good weekend and i'll see you guys next and i'll see you guys next time so tune in to kodos cinema next week bye